We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Week 11 show here. It is the DFS Power Grid presented by rotogrinders.com. And, of course, Football Guys. It's the Football Guys Power Grid. I'm just throwing my name on it here uh, uh, with the Rotogrinders team. But we're happy to be talking DFS with you for this Week 11. Dan Bach alongside Devin Knott, John Tippett Lee, and Bill Alexander. So uh, let's... Uh, Certainly set things up for this uh, week 11. I'm coming off a better, one of my better weeks here in the NFL. Did really good on Yahoo. Nearly got a Q on FanDuel. So maybe I'm heating up. I'm, I'm hoping so because, uh, hey, the bankroll. can Need it going into these Christmas holidays. These kids are expensive. So let's run into this week 11 here, fellas. And, uh, John, we always lead it off with you talking about totals. So what do we need to know about this week? Because, uh, you know, for me... It's kind of an early-ish week show. I think there's just one game that we really need exposure to this week that, you know, I'm not one of, like, going 150 and stacking it all up, but there's, like, one game that I just think clearly stands out of everything this week. Cleveland versus Detroit. <laughs> not it. <laughs> yeah, the, the game that you're talking about, Dan, it, there's there's going to be some real game strategy built into this week because there's one game, as you're uh, suggesting, that stands out above all of them, and that's uh, my Dallas Cowboys going over to Arrowhead Stadium to um, compete against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who look like the old Chiefs last week with, uh, what, 41 points, I think, on on Sunday night. Uh, Vegas loves this game to uh, to be a high-scoring <clears throat> high back-and-forth venture, 56 points, and it's a big drop to the next one, 10% almost, or over 10%, to uh, Indianapolis visiting Buffalo. Uh, obviously, Buffalo's in play every week, and after that, they're all in the uh, mid, to, mid to, let's say, almost high 40s there aren't even any like 49 and a half this week yeah i think that the next highest one is 48 um it is a game that i uh that i like quite a bit so let me make sure i'm i'm correct here oh no i'm missing one i i take it back a game that i really like this week is cincinnati visiting las vegas that's the game i think could be sneaky and because of all the attention that goes on that dallas kansas city game 
you know, we're talking one touchdown difference. If one goes under by a touchdown, one goes over by a touchdown, and the ownership projections are, are really suggesting there's going to be a lot of exposure to that Dallas-Kansas City game, there might be some reason to uh, to look at some of these Bengals and Raiders uh, who are going to be significantly underpriced and underowned. So, um, again, I think it's a, an interesting game strategy week. I'm not going to suggest to anybody to avoid Cowboys or Chiefs because they they certainly are going to be, um, you know, some of the, the the highest floors and highest upside players. But uh, it's all going to be contingent on how popular they are amongst the masses. Okay, I'm going to get right into some tournament strategy. I'm going to throw it to Phil here, and I'm I'm going to look at this as like a single entry or three entry kind of max situation, not mass multi entry. If you're playing single entry like the $200 one or the $100 one, the spy on DraftKings. What are you doing here? Are you playing Kansas City, Dallas, or are you fading Kansas City, Dallas in single entry? One lineup is all you got. If one lineup is all I got, I think I'm playing that game, and then I'm trying to get different elsewhere. I kind I of know. agree. Well, No, I, I, I think I, that's – go ahead. I was just going to say I don't. I don't have too much to add to it. I think – it's it's going to get to that total in in my mind you know what what would john say it was 55 and a half 56 Something, yeah, 56. yeah I, I think it gets there i think you could play either side of it i think it's it's going to be high scoring so what do you, what do you think devin in this situation one lineup in a week where again normally there's a few games that are close to each other this week it's like there's just one that is you know clearly looked at as the highest scoring game this week one lineup in a what three max you said or single entry single let's go single entry here yeah if you're playing the single entry series sponsored by roto grinders by the way on FanDuel, what do you think you're doing on that lineup are you playing this game or you fading this game i'm fading this game i'm playing i'm playing green bay and minnesota which had 122 points scored in the two games that they played last year is it predictive no um, do you know where the targets are going to go? Yes. And will the roster ship be lower than it should be? Yes, because it'll be all on the, that Kansas City Dallas game. So I, that's the game that I think will go underlooked, um, especially with, you know, AJ Dillon will be popular and we'll talk about him later. But yeah. I, I, th- I think that there's, there's some value to be had in that game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Wilson looks in this second game off of injury because, boy, did he look terrible last week. Uh, all right, let's get into the quarterback position here, and uh, we'll start it with you, Devin. And, you know, I'm just looking at our Roto-Grinders lineup HQ. Again, great tool. Uh, I'm just going to give you guys a hint. Uh, be sure to check us out next week because Black Friday is coming up, and there may or may not be a deal for you over on Roto-Grinders around lineup HQ. But looking at it this week, we've got our highest or our best point per dollar projection is Cam Newton, who looks like he is going to start this week for Carolina against Washington. Um, Not quite the highest owned guy, but one of the highest owned guys. What's your thoughts on him in this position in general? Because he stepped right in and did what we expect he would last week on the goal line and scored touchdowns. Uh, So what's your thoughts on Newton in this position? Not as a cash game play, but I think he's fine as a GPP play. I think he'll he has two rushing touchdown upside, but if he doesn't score a touchdown, I think it's going to be hard for him to to hit cash game value. I think that there's a number of different quarterbacks this week that you could go to, and we'll talk about running backs in a minute. But 
running backs, there's like six guys that are between 6K and 5,400 that are going to be extremely popular this week. So I don't think you need cash game savings, to be honest. I'm looking, I'm looking up, I'm looking in this, this Dallas, Kansas city game, Patrick Mahomes on DraftKings just seems too cheap at 7.6 K. He's burned me like six times this year, but I'm going back there after, after the one week he has a really good weeks on a showdown, which I don't play. So I, I don't know, but I'm I'm going back there. The way to beat Dallas is not on the ground; it's through the air. So Mahomes is is the guy that that I'm starting with in cash games. If you want to go down, I do agree with John. I think that this uh, Vegas Cincinnati game is is probably pretty intriguing. Derek Carr at 5900 is a is a name that I would be looking at. They haven't been able to run the ball either this season with Josh Jacobs, who's been banged up the entire year. I think that. If there's a quarterback that's sub 6K that has a chance to get throw for 300 yards, it's likely going to be Derek Carr. John, what about your thoughts here at the uh, at the position? Is Mahomes the number one for cash for you this week? No, he's not. I I, I mean, I it, it really depends on how you're going to build your lineups for cash. Um, I was surprised to hear that Devin say that that you didn't need to spend down a quarterback because I want. I want two expensive guys at, at running back and wide receiver, those being Christian McCaffrey and, and Devontae Adams, and they're 80, <clears throat> 89 and 8,400 respectively. Um, I, I want them. I, they're, they're some of the, the, the better uh, plays at that position. And quarterback's a position where the, uh, the delta between <clears throat> a guy like Patrick Mahomes and maybe Tua, uh, you know, obviously he's a far superior quarterback, but from a fantasy perspective, Give me Tua against the Jets, and um, and and I'll save what twenty twenty five hundred dollars to spend elsewhere. Um, so I, I'm spending down at the position. Um, you know, for what it's worth, Cam Newton comes out as my um, my highest points per dollar uh, in line with what you said, Dan. I'm not afraid to play him in in cash. Um, I think you can do it, and and I would recommend you play either Newton or Tua in cash so that you can load up on those expensive guys at the other uh, positions. Man, I usually want to like totally agree with you here, John, but I, I can't, I don't, I, I worry a little bit about, you know, you say McCaffrey and this isn't a running back segment, but there is a guy named Cam Newton around. And historically, if you look at the splits with him, with Cam Newton under center, it ain't great. And, you know, you get down to the goal line not handed off to Cam. It's not handing it off to to McCaffrey. It's Cam Newton taking it himself. So I think there's some risk, certainly going that route in cash games, and and I think there's risk like forcing in C Mac. So I I'm we, on I'm on Mahomes. We, I was going to say there's risk with Adams, who only has three touchdowns this year. He doesn't have the 15 yeah. that he had last year. So that could be price a slog ha- of a game too. His price hasn't come down enough for me to force that him just into means my lineup. He's due. That just yeah. yeah. Until he's not like week 17, <laughs> we're looking at him. He's going to have to score seven touchdowns to get back on pace. But hey, Stefan Diggs finally <laughs> got there for me last week. So you're right. You never know. Just keep playing him. Mar- Martingale, that baby. And uh, that's why I had a good week last week. Phil, uh, let's look to tournaments here. And there's a lot of ways we can go. We haven't mentioned Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, who are, you know, clearly guys that are probably going to get overlooked this week. And even in that in that Dallas Kansas City game, it's early, but we've only got four percent ownership on Dak Prescott in a game that's got that high of a total. 
If that number stays true, man, I would love to be ahead of the field there. What do you think? Yeah, and uh, just to to go back to your previous question that you asked me about stacking that game up in um, single entry and three max, that's definitely the way that I would do it is with uh, either Dak and his receivers or get a little different. You could go Dak and Elliott and hope for a, a passing touchdown and one of the receivers uh, and then bring it back with someone on, on Kansas City. And in a single entry or three max where you don't have to be perfect, I think there's going to be enough points in that game where you could get different in other places and you could still finish in the top 1%. Um, so I don't mind swallowing the chalk there, um, especially not if you're playing the Cowboys side. Uh, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. I think I really like him in tournaments this week. Um, the Cowboys and the and the Chiefs game is obviously going to uh, suck up all the crowd exposure and um, it's going to leave Jackson, you know, no, nobody is pegging uh, Ravens Bears as a, a potential shootout. And I don't know that that I am either, uh, but you've got the uh, the Bears who over their last three games, uh, they're allowing 33 points per game. One was against the Bucks, which is understandable, but the other two were the, the 49ers and then especially the Steelers. Uh, those are not so much understandable. Um, so their their defense is, is failing. Justin Fields is looking more capable Better. each week. Yeah, so it, it wouldn't shock me if they could put enough pressure on Jackson to keep his foot on the gas to, to get a ceiling game. I mean, he's certainly every bit as likely to get you 35-plus as Mahomes and, and Allen, uh, and I think he's going to be pretty low-rostered. And then... Uh, the other guys that that I was looking at, kind of like a more of more of an MME and and um, you know large field type of thing. Um, I think the totals are high enough for the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, and I really like his receivers. Um, so I think that that would be a really unique way to stack it: Garoppolo, Samuel, uh, even Ayuk. Uh, I like Joe Burrow, as John mentioned, the Cincinnati game. And finally, just because I give everybody 10 quarterbacks a week, uh, Ryan Tannehill would be the other guy uh, who I think is capable of a, a big game. I'm shocked Love the you didn't say Ru Russell Wilson. Ugh. Less than 5% rostered. I mean, no one's going to play him because of his performance last week. He's 6,500 and FanDuel is like 7,000. It's a ridiculous price. So, yeah, I mean, against Arizona with Kyler back, competitive game. He's a great play this week. He's a great play. He's on my list. Um, I, you guys hit all three of my uh, GPP quarterbacks. Joey Burrow looks great in that game against Las Vegas for the reasons we talked about at the top of the show. Uh, Russ going up against Arizona. Arizona's a legit offense. And with a few weeks of Colt McCoy, maybe people come off of that offense a little bit. But uh, sure. if, if if Kyler comes out there and puts up 30, Russ in his second game back, he looked rusty last week for sure. But this week, um, he, his price has dropped. His, uh, his uh, player exposure is going to drop. I, I think he's a sharp, sharp play. And then Phil, Phil nailed the, you know, I'm actually really surprised at the, uh, the roster ship numbers I'm seeing on the Cowboys right now. Um, if you're going to stack that game, I think you go with the Cowboys because it's, it's, I mean, like the, the Cowboys are half the half the um, uh, the the ownership of some of the, the the Chiefs that I'm seeing, 
And I mean, maybe it's because uh, Travis Kelsey washed up. I don't know. Um, it's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to just put you know my endorsement on on the Tannehill call too because they take on Houston this week, and I mean their running backs right now are Dante Foreman. Adrian Revenge Peterson game and Jeremy McNichols. I mean, <laughs> just complete and utter trash. Uh, he to AJ Brown two times in this game would not shock me one bit. He's a little bit pricey too, though. He's like 6,700 on DraftKings. And I don't think people will play him. I think they'll look at that and be like, yeah, I'm not going to play him at that number. So I think that's kind of a sneaky spot home game against a dreaded team or a terrible team. So. Uh, don't don't hate that one all right uh if you're joining us here on youtube leave us a nice comment we certainly appreciate that and of course subscribe over to football guys and roto grinders you can get into the free newsletter over there on football guys it's great you get information nearly every single day from them to hear uh, what you need to know for your season-long leagues and what's happening in daily uh we also have that over at roto grinders we only do it weekly but um be sure to hang around because some great stuff happening there and our sister sports betting site, scoresandodds.com. So if you're into that world, check us out over there. All right, let's move on to running backs here. And we'll start with Devin. And, uh, you know, last week was, you know, he had like more value than we could even handle. And boy, I'm just so happy Ramonde Stevenson, his, uh, he kind of got totally overlooked. And that was huge. That worked out great for me in my lineups. This week, though, it's like A.J. Dillon is clearly, clearly the guy. After him, you know, we're seeing Darrell Williams with high ownership. We're seeing James Conner with high ownership. These guys are fine, but I also think these guys have bust potential to them. So how are you reading the running back position for cash this week? Yeah, I mean, the the big thing we're tracking this week is Nick Chubb and whether he's going to be cleared from the COVID protocol. Because if he's not, Dearness Johnson's going to be whatever percentage he was last week. Again, ridiculous number. A.J. Dillon is a must-play in cash this week. Don't even think about it. He's basically a free square. Um, I would say that, God, this is going to be painful, but Miles Gaskin is a decent cash game play um, at 5,700. I hate Miles Gaskin. I hate everything about him. Like, he gets, like, four carries a game. But his volume has been better with uh, who's the running back that they had there being injured. Um, what was it? Salvan Ahmed? No. Malcolm Brown. Brown. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. There you go. Um, With Malcolm Brown being injured. And the Jets have allowed, I think, 13 rushing, 13 touchdowns to running backs over the last four games. Just a ridiculous number that, to me, teams are clearly just doing whatever they want against the Jets. And C.J. Mosley looks completely washed at linebacker. So, I'm playing Miles Gaskin, even though it kills me to my core to do that. Um, and then James Conner, you know, whatever, he's fine. He's not great, but with no uh, Chase Edmonds, he didn't really have the game that I think a lot of people had expected him to have uh, last week. But at 6.1K against a Seattle team that has shown an inefficiency to stop the running back, I'm, fi- I'm fine with James Conner as my cash game play this week. And then there's other guys. I mean, you could go. No, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop there. I mean, Gaskin's got a whopping 46 carries the last three weeks for a whole 100 yards. He sucks. Everything about him is terrible. But you you nailed it. 
because the ultimate test for me was last week against Buffalo. That's a team who doesn't care to run. And I think three different quarterback or running backs ended up scoring touchdowns on the ground that week. So I'm, it, it is like the ugliest, dirtiest play we could have because he is terrible. But man, if, if he doesn't do it this week, you can just X him out for the rest of the season. But four, John, four touchdowns between Brita, Singletary, and Moss, and all of them yeah, scored. Nuts, nuts. John, what do you what do you got? I saw a couple of the uh, Black Eyed Joes come up during that combo. Yeah, <clears throat> I like the uh, the AJ Dillon call. I think everybody will. He'll be he'll be 70 percent owned in in uh, cash games this week or higher. Miles um, Gaskin, I've got him too, and I agree with everything that's been said. He's been he's been horrid, but this is. Uh, this is a game where, um, you know, maybe he can do something and, you know, he, he does catch the, the ball a little bit, you know, he's got a, he's got a game dating back, you know, it's been a while ago, but week five, he caught 10 passes for 74 yards against the, uh, the Buccaneers. And uh, as recently as two weeks ago, he caught six passes and on a site like uh, DraftKings where you get a full PPR, you've got, uh, you know, you've got some upside there and, and a decent floor at 5,700. Um <clears throat> I'm I'm uh, apparently on an island with with my take on Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm I'm likely to pay up for him at 8,900. Um, he was the leading he was the leading receiver for Carolina last week. Um, on a week that that uh, Cam came back, uh, you know we'll see what happens with Cam running near the end zone. But um, I'm I'm okay with with CMC. Uh, he caught 10 passes last week for 66 yards and. Oh, by the way, he carried the ball 13 times and almost surpassed the 100-yard mark, and he didn't play his full his full series of snaps. He's going to be $10,000 before you know it. So I'll take the discount with him at 8900 DraftKings only, though, right? Correct. FanDuel is $10,000, yeah, so I correct. wouldn't play no, Forget that. about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I hope at this point the folks who are listening to me know that I'm, I'm primarily a DraftKings player. Um, and, and, um, I don't think you need to go there, but my fourth guy is James Connor, uh, Mr. Touchdown this year against Seattle. He's 6,100. He's right there with Dylan and Gaskin. So if, if Gaskin makes you sick, just spend the extra 600 and, uh, count on that touchdown from, uh, from James Connor. Uh, those would be the cash game guys I'd play. And maybe I'll just pass the baton over to Phil to hear who he likes in, uh, in GPPs and, um, maybe I'll fill one in the back end if they, if they miss anybody. Okay. So I guess I'm going to start out by saying I would not fade some of these popular running backs uh, in tournaments out of hands, especially not A.J. Dillon. Uh, Aaron Jones has never been priced below 6800 and he's been in a 60-40 timeshare with Dillon all year. Um, so why DraftKings elected to to price him at 6200 when Dylan is all by himself? It makes zero sense to me. I think it's just a, a glaring misprice, and it's one uh, that you should take advantage of regardless of which format you're playing. Um, I would say the same thing about James Conner too. Like, why did his salary come down? He was uh, 17% last week in the in the milli, and yeah, you know, 64 all-purpose yards were nothing to write home about. But he scored like he always does. And you saw what you wanted to see without Chase Edmonds in there. He was in there on uh, 82% of the snaps. He had nearly 70% of the backfield touches. That's going to work uh, against the Seahawks, who have allowed 26.5% more fantasy points to enemy running backs than the league average over the last five weeks. So I think those guys are great calls 
in both formats. Um, in terms of roster construction for tournaments, though, you know, you've got those two guys in the low 6Ks. You've got, I think, David Montgomery at, what, 55, 5,400. Uh, he's way too cheap. So I think what's what's going to happen is this is how everybody's going to look to fill their running back slots, and then they're going to look to get in Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill and that stack and, you know, get that, that exposure to the Cowboys-Chiefs game that we were talking about. And I think it's going to leave the top tier uh, pretty much wholly under-owned. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon. Uh, you know, these guys have the highest ceilings out of any running backs on the slate. And I think we're going to get them in the, you know, 10 to 12% range pretty much across the board. Um, so I think going high-end running back heavy uh, in tournament lineups is one way to do it. And I particularly like Dalvin Cook, by the way. I just think that uh, Vegas has that game pegged to be pretty close. And if that's going to be the case, it's not going to be uh, Kirk Cousins doing it against a defense that solved uh, Kyler Murray, Mahomes, and Russell Wilson pretty well over their last three games. Devin, last week we saw Kamara out, and Ingram got a lot of ownership last week. And, you know, he paid it off. You know, he got that touchdown late, and and ended up having a pretty good week, but it was questionable there for a while. What are your thoughts on him this week against Philadelphia in a situation, you know, this is obviously only assuming Camaro doesn't go, but if he's out, is uh, is Ingram at what? I think 5,400 on, on DraftKings, a guy that you're interested in. Yeah, he'll be right up there with the top guys if – if Kamara's out. So Philly is allowed the eighth most points to opposing running backs, averaging 103 yards per game, 46 receiving yards. What impressed uh, me the most about Mark Ingram was his receiving ability. I think he had like 60 receiving yards. Um, I'm looking it up right now, but that's the second game in a row where he's been featured pretty heavily as a receiver. So he's filling in and he's basically like a cheap version of Alvin Kamara. We haven't really seen this version of Mark Ingram throughout his career, but 12 targets over his last two games uh, had 108 total yards last week. I, I think he'll be one of, if not the most popular guys in the week, if, if Kamara does end up missing. Um, I'm not going to mention Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Deontay. Foreman. No, no, no. Yeah. Dude, that guy looked like, I mean, a so legitimate slug, like a huge slug. He could here's not why. move. He was awful. You know who looks worse than him? Adrian Peterson. And Jeremy McNichols doesn't look like he's going to play. It's a revenge game going up against Houston. He's going to score a touchdown this week. Tannehill or so here's what you do. Here's what you do. Instead of... Instead of Instead of playing Deontay Foreman in cash, in not, certainly not in cash, that word should never have came out of my mouth. Instead of playing him in a GPP, just bet him that he will score a touchdown this week because I guarantee it. Wow! Instead of Were instead you- of playing him in a GPP, you could also just take your buy in and and light it on fire. He will score a touchdown this week. Devin, are you going to put I, your? I've, I've- I've heard you do guarantees before that have resulted in I've never you shaving your head and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. can we get a Dante Foreman touchdown or, can, uh, you know, you'll you'll like eat a, a vat of mayonnaise or something? Like what, what can we get uh, here on, on this deal? Because there's, the sky is terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Even John, like 
kind of like threw up a little bit when you said that. I like, did. I did. <laughs> Evan, you want to? Maybe you can take your Xavier winnings and, and drop it all on Dante. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can also get divorced. That's, <laughs> that's <true>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it depends on the line. If it's two to one or higher, to do it. I'll figure out something if it's if it's two to one or higher, mm-hmm. and we'll do something next week. It's gonna hit, so it doesn't matter. The man could not move side to side. He could he could go straight, and that's about oh, it. Oh, you got to do on the one yard line, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and of course, well, I, I, I am I am. Go ahead, John. We Give we've already we wasted point. way too much time talking about Dante Foreman, so we it's time to move on. Um, unless unless it results in Devin shaving his head or or otherwise embarrassing himself, it, it's time to move on. Um, I'll do something like really hot or mayonnaise or something. Uh-huh. We'll figure it out. I can't do hot stuff either. Ugh. I'll tune out. Um, hey, I, I love the uh, the call on Demont, David Montgomery. Uh, he was a guy that I had um, kind of named in, in my list here. Uh, he just he, he's going to be used too much, and his his price is too low, given uh, what I think will be his popularity. Um, a guy that I'm looking at, uh, two, two other guys I'm looking at. These are all GPPs, by the way. Um, uh, Michael Carter uh, with Jets, 5,800. He's catching a lot of passes. Again, this is a DK only play um, and on a team that, that just doesn't have a whole lot of other weapons. So um, he and, and nobody likes to play a Jet. I mean, think of, think of the last time you intentionally played a Jet. Um, you can't. It was like 1993. Joe Flacco um, doesn't throw to running backs, so if Mike White was in there, I'd like him more. There is the uh, the Joe Flacco element, but we'll see. So we should play the tight ends, right? He's exactly. just loving to go to the tight ends. <laughs> That's right? the narrative. But <laughs> who's the tight end in, in New York? Uh, Phil, who is it? That's your team. I think, they, I think they got there? a they got a they got a Ryan Griffin. Yeah, there Ryan you go. Griffin. Yeah. A Ryan Maybe Griffin. A, Boy, Ryan he- Ryan Hester, one of those guys. If this is your first time watching the show, we don't always talk about Dante Foreman and Ryan Griffin. It, it typically <laughs> it's week does. eleven, boys. Yeah, we, we go a little heavier uh, heavier on on better players. There's a uh, lot of talk this week. We're just making stuff up and killing time. <laughs> Pretty the- much because we're we're like uh, halfway through the show now. Like this is, and we still, you know, we've got garbage defense hit up. Okay, real quick, take a guess because I'm sure you haven't looked. What do you think the Yardage prop on AJ Dillon is this week. Give me a guess here, Devin. 71 and a half. John. I would have said 89 and a half. Phil. I'm gonna go 84 and a half. And the winner is Phil. The uh 81 and a half is the number, which Price is, is right only, rules. Which which is <laughs> only two <laughs> yards behind Dalvin Cook as the Second highest that is posted right now. Again, I have him at forty-two percent in the GPP. I know you guys are much lower, but I, I, I think, think he we'll gets be very way higher. Po- I think he gets yeah. very popular this week. I think so too. I think he is an absolute. I think he is a bigger lock than Dearness was last week. I'll say that. Can I? I think can I throw one more name on? Because it, it was probably the name I wanted to talk about most, uh, and that's Daryl Williams. Um, the, the Chiefs passing game is going to be super popular. Tyree Kill is a great play. We'll talk about wide receivers in a moment. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is going to be popular, and, and Devin. Um, I don't know how popular uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be in that uh, you called him washed up a few weeks ago. I'm never going to let you live that down <laughs> until he is actually washed up. 
Still uh, hasn't top 75 yards since I said that. Uh, Daryl Williams caught nine passes and 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 had 100 yards receiving last week. Uh, he had 11 carries, 20 touches on on the team with the highest implied team total on the board. And uh, wh- where do you guys have him in terms of projected ownership, Dan? Can you look that up quickly? Yeah, we were pretty high on him. I think he was like the second or third highest. You guys have on him at 19. For us. 19. 19. That's a bit higher than I saw elsewhere. What about you, Deb? What, I have what him at about have? 15. At, at 19 and 15. That's about where he should be. Okay, so I, I was looking at another site uh, who I won't say, but um, he, he should be somewhere in that in that area. Um, uh, if he's if he's higher than 20%, then maybe I'll come off of him. But if he's lower than 15, then I'm going to be above that. So those numbers are pretty accurate then. All right, uh, let's keep the show rolling. Hit on up the uh, wide receiver position here on the main slate. And uh, we'll start it off with John here, who already said he loves Devontae Adams, going off on a a big limb, taking the $8,400 wide receiver. Um, But he's kind of been pretty, I don't say average this year, but the touchdown variance certainly hasn't been there for him. Uh, But you feel like this is a bust-out spot for him against Minnesota and and you're prioritizing him, it sounds like, John. So before we start, John has to name his guy. I have to name my guy. Just, John, name your guy as a cash game play. I mean, what are the metrics here by which we're grading? The guy who you name every show. Uh, is, is it Devontae? Cole Beasley. Oh, he's he's on my list. <laughs> and, I'll name, and I'll name T. Higgins because I name him every week. Let's start wide receiver. All right. Well, to be fair... Cole is on the other side of my sheet this week. He's on a GPP play as oh, a wow. cash game play. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fair. He, he did lay an egg. Was, was it last week? Uh, and he hurt me there. Um, but uh, he's, he's a good play. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Cash game plays. Uh, I've got a couple of them. T Higgins, uh, Devin's call. Uh, like T Higgins this week, he's my cheaper guy. I think uh, on the top end, it's either um, Devontae Adams or Tyree Kill. And and then you know splitting the difference, DJ Moore and Jalen Waddle. I think the, any of those five make a lot of sense for cash games. And it really depends on your build. If you're going to go cheap at quarterback, then you can get those higher guys. And if you're going to spend on a guy like Mahomes, then you're going to have to come down to Waddle, Hill, and, and Higgins. Are you playing three Dolphins in your cash game lineup? No, I know you, you mentioned. No, you said two, you said Tua, Gaskin, you said and now Waddle. But they're all they're true. all viable. Guys. I mean, I mean, I understand, but. He's wearing the Dolphins colored shirt, so he gave us a little bit of a hint before the show started what direction he was going to go in. Um, all intentional, too. <laughs> uh, all right, Devin, uh, how about you? I mean, this is a week where you said you wanted to play Mahomes, which, you know, depending if you want to get one of these high-end guys, you might have to go dumpster diving here. And I mean, is Marcus yeah. Johnson remotely a play for Tennessee at 3500 yes. Yes, he is. He was okay. – so what most people are just going to quickly look at the matchup and say A.J. Brown was shut down by Marcus – or Marshawn Lattimore. That wasn't the case. Mar- Marcus Johnson was actually covered by Marshawn Lattimore for a majority of the game, and A.J. Brown was double covered. So Marcus Mar- – what is it? Marcus Johnson, 3,500. He, ha- he has a role. He, I mean, he's the only – we played Nick Westbrook, Gigbini Gig or something – Four weeks ago, Westbrook Akina, I believe, Akina, is his name. Akina, okay. Akina, like, let's I don't, respect. 
Let's respect the hyphen. Come on. He was just Nick Westbrook at Indiana. Like, let's. let's he did true. not have. He did not have the hyphen. So, um, that's my excuse there. Anyway, so Marcus Johnson, I think he's fine. We talked about Deontay Foreman sucks, and Adrian Peterson isn't much better. So, how are they going to move the ball? It's going to be through the air. I think at thirty-five hundred, if you want to play one of these top-end guys, that's the route to go. The guy that I like this week. You know, on the top end, just to close the debate on Devontae Adams or Tyree Kill, I'm going Tyree Kill. He leads the NFL in in, in uh, targets this year. And we talked about wanting pieces of that game. So if I'm going to go, I don't know if I can, that I can get there, but I, if I can get there with Marcus Johnson and Tyree Kill, I may, I may go down that path just because I do really like Tyree Kill. From a GPP standpoint, how can you not like – Debo Samuel, the guy is just as consistent as they come. The only concern is that there's a potential game script there that he gets game scripted out of, which is why I don't like him as much in cash. But I do think he is a solid GPP play, even though he will be somewhat popular at around 10 to 15%. Jags D is pretty good. Yeah, but so is Debo Samuel. Debo's been really good this year. There's no difference. Like against no against doubt. good defenses too, right? Yeah. So the Rams, the Rams last week, he still had 100 yards and a touchdown. So, all right, Phil. Uh, before I give a few of my takes, I want to hear yours. What you're thinking for tournaments on this wide receiver position? A lot of a lot of names that haven't even been brought up that I think are viable here so far. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in lockstep with Devin. Uh, Debo Samuel is this week's unequivocal best player on the slate at any position in tournaments play. Um, Listen, without Cooper cup on the slate, um, what are you going to do? I mean, the guy shouldn't be able to keep up his remarkable efficiency, but it's just time to accept the fact that he's an outlier. Um, So cup leads the league in yards after the catch by just 21 yards over Cooper cup Take a guess how many more receptions Cooper Cup has than Debo Samuel. 20. 31. So it's ridiculous what the man's doing. And and like Devin said, he's doing it to everyone. Uh, He doesn't discriminate. So San Francisco has a pretty sneaky high total, 25 and a half points. And that passing game runs through Samuel, who gets a 33% share of the targets. Uh, Jacksonville's D, yeah, they they kind of... um, Tied Josh Allen in a knot uh, a couple weeks back, but they're, they're a bottom 10 pass defense. Um, I think that they're, at the price, they, I'm, I'm talking about fantasy points allowed to enemy wide receivers, right? Uh-huh. And um, they're, they're a lot harder to uh, run on than they are to pass on. There's like a mini funnel thing going on there. Uh, but I think that Samuel is just as likely to break the slate as Tyreek Hill, and he's going to come off like half – uh, the the roster percentage and then the other guy I really like in tournaments is Devonte Smith uh, and, and in fact I guess I should have mentioned this in the uh, the stacks uh, but I like Jalen uh, Hurts also I think that that is a stack that no one is going to be on this week and um, Smith has scored over twenty two DraftKings points in each of his previous two games and where the play really takes off as if Dallas Goddard can't clear the concussion protocol, uh, because then you're just going to have, um, really a a ridiculous share of the targets going to Smith. The Eagles are going to run more 11 personnel. 
um, and you cannot run on the Saints. So even though Nick Sirianni, he's been running the ball more and it's it's put a dent in Hertz's counting numbers, it's not going to work this week. Uh, they're going to have to rely on Hertz to, uh, to pass and to run. I think his ceiling uh, every week is, is as high as, as any quarterbacks, and Smith is going to be the clear-cut um, wide receiver one there. I'm going to throw a name out here. Tyler Lockett is only 6K on DraftKings this week. You guys already told me how much you uh, like Russell Wilson this week, so Tyler Lockett's got to be in that conversation for cash at 6K. I think that is just a, a really not good salary. Not in cash? No. I mean, no, he's not consistent <laughs> enough. I mean, T, T. Higgins is 5,400, and he's got other guys that he's sharing, sharing targets with. Um, I mean, I think he, he's fine. I don't. Okay, I mean, maybe maybe if you join our uh, our four man next week and yeah. cash, you know, <laughs> I was def. You know what? I was freaking sick and tired of you guys. One of you guys missing every single week. I was. It was my turn. It was yeah. my turn to miss. So now you guys know what it's like. I missed out on your twenty dollars. Yeah, uh, Tyler Lockett will probably be in my lineup, and I I really think AJ Brown this week. I love him for tournaments. You know, he's expensive. At 77, I don't think a lot of people want to press that button because you can get Debo at 7.8 and go a little bit higher and get Adams. But I think there's a bounce back spot here for him. Um, So, yeah, those are a couple of guys that I'm looking at. John, tournaments, give me a few thoughts before we move on to tight end. Yeah, I mean, look, I know I'm I'm going to catch some heat for this, but Cole Beasley comes out high for me again. Um, It is what it is. I... Say, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, the model says what it says, and um, he's he's twice as he's likely to hit GPP. Week, though, right? Say again? He's pretty cheap this week. He's 4,800, and he yeah. was a – he was a uh, – he was popular last week, and he, he disappointed, so people are going to be off of him. He dropped, I think – I think he dropped from 52 to 48, um, and he's – according to my model, he's twice as likely to hit GPP value as – um, his his roster ship would otherwise imply. So he's going to be a, a really sharp play this week. Um, the other, uh, I'm curious, what about Cincinnati Bengals? Um, Devin, Dan, where, where do you have them in terms of roster ship? They're going to be, um, be popular. So Higgins I have as a top two or three wide receiver and Chase is about 12 to 13%, somewhere in that range. Higgins yeah, number oh, one on the slate for us. Say again? Higgins number one on the slate for us, highest stone. Yeah, so um, Jamar, and and he should be by the way. He's the he's the guy most likely to hit GPP value this week, but Jamar um, could get overlooked because of T Higgins' popularity. And Jamar is sixth highest to reach GPP value, and right now he looks like a an excellent play. And Tyler Boyd is in that same conversation, just at a lower level. Uh, Dan, I loved your um, your uh, Tyler Lockett play. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And then uh, we mentioned this guy earlier. Uh, Dan, I know you're a big fan of um, of AJ Brown this week, but I think you go the other way. I think uh, people are not going to be looking at Marcus Johnson. He's 3,500. Um, I would I would play him over AJ Brown. But if you're a big fan of Ryan Tannehill, you can double stack that and only pay what uh, you know 11.5 and get all the uh, receiving um, for the Titans. John just proving once again, he doesn't listen to the w- a word we are saying. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to throw one like sub 
5% guy that I think is interesting for tournaments because he's looked great the last two weeks. Rashad Bateman. It's Chicago, not a great matchup, but eight targets in each of those two games. Didn't get in the end zone in either of those two. Finished with, what, 14, 10, and 11 fantasy points in his last three games without a touchdown. If he gets in the end zone, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but 5.8 on FanDuel, 4.5 on DraftKings. I think he's viable. Phil, you gave me a nod, so I feel like like he's at least approved. Yeah, uh, it fits my strategy. Jackson, Bateman, run it back with David Montgomery and, and chalk the rest of that thing up. Nobody likes Amari Cooper this week. Sure. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. I mean, he's in the game that everybody wants to play, but yeah. I don't okay. really like him, so it just didn't bring him up. Okay. Just All checking. right. Let, let's get to the tight end position and hear about how washed Travis Kelsey is, uh, Devin. Let's, uh, Oh, what, what's, what's your thoughts on Mr. Kelsey this week? 7.1 is the salary um, in, you know, a massive total game. Sure sounds like you're fading him. Yeah, I'm fading him. I did, I mean, look, it's for second time all year. Man, he's hit 100 yards or more three times this year. At 7,100, I've already given a line, given enough plays that if I want to go up, I'm going up to Tyree Kill and I'm spending with Mahomes. Give me the more guaranteed targets. I know Travis Kelsey is still going to have some games here or there, but he's still not the player he was a couple years ago, and he's priced up at seven above 7K. I'm not paying up for it. So where I'm looking at the tight end, I'm going back to the guy who just doesn't seem to have his price increase, and that's Dan Arnold at 4,100. He's the number one receiver in Jacksonville by a pretty wide margin. All the guy continues to do is produce. So at 4,100, I've already established that I need to save some money somewhere. He had four for 60 in a very tough matchup against the Bills. What did you let? What did you do last week? My stats Solid last five, week. five for 67. So if he can get me 10 points at 4,100, I'm happy with that. He's their best receiver. I hate to say it. Traded midseason, but he's the best receiver the Jags have. It's not a bad play. Um, what do you think, John? I mean, we haven't really talked to, I mean, I guess we talked Debo, but maybe it's a George Kittle week. I don't know. Like he's been good the last two weeks. He's not obscenely priced at 6,300. I think more people want to play Waller than him, but it is against Jacksonville. I don't want to hate the Kittle play. Yeah. I mean, well, let me look at Kittle cause he's not on my list. Why didn't he come out high for me? Um, yeah. He looked great in last last week. I was really impressed. I, I I X'd him out because I didn't think he would play enough snaps to be fantasy relevant, and he proved me wrong. Or Shanahan proved me wrong. Um, I mean, he's uh, sub five percent ownership on on RG versus Waller at twelve, Goddard at fourteen, Arnold at fifteen. Like, man, this is this could yeah. be a time to jump on Kittle on tournaments for sure. I mean, if, if Debo ends up as popular as you guys are talking about, then then yeah, he's a good leverage play away from him. But I, I'm looking at my model now. Uh, it doesn't like Kittle simply because it doesn't look like he has the upside that some other players um, have. Um, for example, Darren Waller, who you said is going to be popular, is almost twice as likely to hit GPP value um, at almost the same price. In fact, he's $200 cheaper. Um, and, and Waller has been, you know, he's almost that same theme as what you guys were talking about with, um, with Devontae Adams. He hasn't done a whole lot, uh, later in the season, but, uh, he's a guy that all season, 
Sorry. He's been bad. Oh, I mean, great week one, and then after that, it's been mediocre to bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and they they haven't scored like the last couple of weeks. They scored fourteen and sixteen, and he hasn't done a whole lot. We had seven and ninety-two. You know, at the end of the day, I, I look at the model. I trust the model. It took me a long time to build it, uh, and so from that end, he's he's a guy that uh, I'll be looking at for cash on the high end. But the truth is, if I go CMC and I go Devonte, I can't afford him, right? So. Um, who am I looking at? Um, if if I'm trying to save money from Dan Arnold, which, which which makes me laugh because who thought we would be dumpster diving below Dan Arnold at any point in the season? But uh, Cole Komet is actually the one that comes out a bit for me at, at 3,400. Um, he he's had a decent season, and and um, I don't know. I won't go so far as to say he's coming into his own, but um, 3,400. I've got him projected at about nine points. If he delivers that, um, that that provides the value for me that I need to get those uh, those higher guys into my lineup at the other positions. Phil, it's been a terrible position for us to talk about. Can you give us something better than than what we what you know the path that we've been on at this position, please? Uh, I'll give you the same advice that I give every week, and that's that you're looking for a touchdown here, right, from your tight end. Uh, that that usually does you better than your opponents. So where do you look for it? Uh, big home favorites with a, a implied team total of at least 24 points. Uh, two guys that fit the bill this week, Dawson Knox, uh, who came back last week and I think was part of the reason uh, that John's lover boy, Cole Beasley, uh, took, took a dump last week. And also uh, Mike Gusecki, Uh who is actually not playing at home, but is playing against the Jets. So that, that evens out. I always love Gusecki. You can, you can talk him every single week, and I'm excited about it. Seven targets last week, but didn't catch a ball. So that bagel basically, uh, yeah, you know, looks a lot worse than it probably should have been. So not a bad call there, Phil. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the awful team defense position here, fellas, um, because, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't love picking this position each week, but again, I'm pretty happy that we haven't had that like three touchdown defense that if you don't have, you have zero chance of winning in tournaments. Cross our fingers we get another week of that because that is absolutely the worst thing that can happen. It's been on um, showdown slates with Matt Matt Stafford doing it. So yeah. <laughs> we've avoided it. <laughs> All right, Devin. Um Cleveland I'm seeing two double-digit defenses. Browns is one of them. Yeah, Panthers. Just, play, just play the Browns. Panthers. Those are the. That's the other one. So I guess that's what everybody's playing is those two teams. Cash games. I can't. I can't say it. I don't know that there's another defense that I'd want to play. Yeah, it, it, there's yeah. not a whole lot this week. Um, the Jets, Phil. Can you play the Jets this week? I mean, you nope. can't, John. You've already touted up all the Dolphins. Come on, dude. You're playing you four, go that four Dolphins. <laughs> Play four Dolphins and run it back I'm, with the Jets. I might, I might, please. I might do that just to see if I can win. If, if, I can if, you, if you can beat us three playing four Dolphins and the Jets defense, you know, You'll shave your all head, be, right? uh, yeah, I'll shave my head or I'll actually grow my hair out. It would look a lot worse if I actually did that. My wife would not allow that. But, um, uh, I'll throw a, a squad or two out there. Um, 
I mean, Washington versus Cam, but probably not. I mean, that Washington defense, now that you take um, Chase Young, Chase Young out of the equation, what, I mean, they were terrible with him. You take him out of the equation that now, now, how are they going to be? So we're going to take that sweats out too, I think. So both their pass rushers. I've got two for tournaments, uh, the Ravens and the Eagles. Um, you know, the Ravens, Justin Fields, he, he definitely takes a lot of sacks. Um, and, and the Ravens I think should be pretty hungry, uh, after getting embarrassed last Thursday by the, the Dolphins. Um, and then the Eagles, you know, you have, uh, Trevor Simeon, um, and, and it's going to be the usual story there. He's going to work them into a, a hole for about two and a half quarters. Uh, then they're going to ease up and he's going to come back and, uh, hopefully those first two and a half quarters get the Eagles to where you need them to be. Yeah, the Raven the Ravens are the GPP pick this week. Justin Justin Fields really struggles with pressure. Um, he hasn't had to face much from a defensive standpoint the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the Bills too. Nobody likes to play that D for whatever reason, but um, Carson Wentz stunk last week versus the Jags and. They had every right to run away with that game, and they just couldn't do it because Wentz couldn't do anything. So Bill's defense has been really good this week uh, or this season, even from a fantasy perspective. So 3200 is their price on DraftKings. Uh, I think they're uh, a little bit viable. Um, all right. I mean, we're pretty much kind of towards the uh, end of the show, but I do want to get some final thoughts from um, all of you guys. Uh Something off the radar this week, okay? We've kind of gone through all of our picks, but we've got a few more minutes here to kill. So, Devin, uh, yep. give us give us something good this week. Yeah, today we learned that John has built the only Excel model with a political lean in its love for Cole Beasley. Um, <laughs> and the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I, I think it's a really chalky week this week once again. So we saw it last week where a lot of the, a lot of the roster percentages are sort of bundled up all together but that doesn't mean it makes it any easier for your opponents even though it's easier for you to build a lineup so don't get don't get crazy from a bankroll perspective to continue to be consistent um and don't play cole beasley fair enough okay john your retort uh when when cole beasley wins me the million i'm gonna rename him cole easley um <laughs> Tell me about uh, tell me about um, roster ship guys for Nick Chubb. We didn't talk about him, and and that was something that that I wanted to mention at that point. So hard to know because he's not cleared. Like yeah. he could he could get popular. The other guy that could get popular is Jeff Wilson if Elijah Mitchell doesn't play. So keep yeah, an eye yeah. on both of those guys. If if Elijah Mitchell doesn't play, Jeff Wilson's going to jump up to one of the highest roster guys what, this week. So what number is he at uh, uh, Wilson salary wise? Uh, Wilson is 5.1. Yep. Ooh, it's not that cheap. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking he was going to be cheaper than they, that. They hate Trey Sermon, so. They do. Um, we're at Chubb at 12%. I don't think he's going to go much higher than that. Like, even if he is cleared, like, you know how it works. Like, it, people listen and watch these shows all week long. They hear these names. They hear these names. That the last second, if something changes – they don't always go along with it. So I think that's like yeah. a pretty fair number that Jamino's got. On you guys there. are higher than me. I've met 6%. So yeah, yeah. I think I, 12 is where he ends up. I, I really, I think he gets up to about 10 to 15. If, if he, right. if he's active. 
Well, I, maybe my point isn't as, as astute as I wanted it to be then, but I, but I was thinking he might get higher than that because Ernest Johnson, Ernest Johnson has won people some money over the past few weeks. And this Cleveland team is almost a 12 point home favorite with Chubb coming back. I thought that, you know, he might build some momentum yeah. going into the weekend. And, um, <clears throat> and as it stands now, I've got him about 10% likelihood to hit GPP value. And if he gets up into 20%, what I was going to do is take an opposite stance and say, he's a guy that you should fade this week coming off of, um, you know, some of the, some of the things that we know, but uh, you know, keep your eye on that and, and, and monitor going into the weekend. I like that one. Detroit is really, really bad against the run and defensively. And you nailed it. Like this is a spot where Chubb could go off and John play him over McCaffrey. Okay. Play him over McCaffrey. Then I'll do it play. just because you said it. Nice. Especially in that four-man contest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with all those Dolphins and I don't know how I can fit him in with my Miami <laughs> squad, but I'll try. Uh, Phil, you got anything for us? What's the uh, NFT we need to be buying? Uh, that would be uh, the, the Smiles, Dan. Uh, from smiles? The, uh, yeah, from the Smileverse. Uh, if you're into uh, streetwear, skateboards, hip-hop, it's an NFT that's got something for you. Really, really cool 3D art. When when you say skateboards and uh, I mean that's John Devin and me. Like, come on, that is that is absolutely the market, right? <laughs> well, uh, guys, it's always fun doing this show with you guys uh, each and every week. It sounds like next week we're going to go early next week and do a show for Thanksgiving, and then also touch up a little bit on the main slate on Sunday, but. I think we're going to do early next week because normally we record this on Thursday. Not going to be doing that on Turkey Day. So look for us probably Wednesday night, talking Thanksgiving slate, talking showdown, and giving you some tips for the weekend as well. So that's uh, on next week's docket. And be sure in the meantime to subscribe over to the Daily Fantasy Football podcast feed on Roto Grinders or the Audible for football guys. Subscribe uh, to the channel on YouTube if you're not already. And we appreciate you guys just for watching leaving comments all that good stuff we love doing this show it's a good time for us each and every week and hopefully you get some nuggets that can help you but always consume both of our content right up until lock because a lot will change by the end of this show to when rock was lock on sunday so uh for devin for john for phil i am dan good luck this week 11 and we'll chat with you next week before thanksgiving see everybody